Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. I'm, uh, I'm still saying Merry Christmas. Honestly, I tend to, I tend to say Merry Christmas till like, like January 25th and it's awkward and I hold on to the Christmas season too long, but, uh, but I, you know, I still have Christmas left to come, right? I'm, 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 we're going to, uh, we're going to Anna's family later today and then I think there's, there's another Christmas gathering later in the week. We still have Christmas. How many of you still have, still have Christmas to come, whether it's to give or get a gift? You still have some Christmas. Good. We're, we're going to talk about Christmas, and we're going to say Merry Christmas, and those of you who want to be Grinches can just deal with it. No, um, <clears throat> I'm going to say Merry Christmas. You can, you can take it how you will. Um, it, it's interesting how much we, we tie Christmas um, together with giving or getting gifts. Um, it's, it's, it's just tied together permanently in our heads. You know, as soon as, as soon as the Christmas season starts, we think, oh, we got to start shopping. We got to create a list for the family. You know, Christmas is two weeks away. Have we finished our shopping yet? Christmas is five days away. How is, how is the wrapping coming? It's Christmas Eve. Guys, we have to start shopping ourselves. It's like we, we have this constant thought process of Christmas is, is gifts. And, and, uh, and it tends, our, our day tends to be centered around Christmas gifts as well. I mean, we, we uh, personally, we normally, have, we normally have my mom come over on Christmas. Um, and so we wait to open Christmas gifts until she's there. And then she's there, and we open Christmas gifts, and, and that's kind of the, the centerpiece of the day, and, and we, we work around that. Um, she, was, she was out of town this time. She was visiting my brother in St. Louis. So, so we, we moved Christmas gift opening up um, to as soon as the boys wake, woke up, so we opened them at 3.30, I think. I don't remember. I, it was a blur. We were, we were very early. <clears throat> um, Maybe it's because I have two boys who are enthusiastic, to say the least, about opening gifts. But, but gifts are a big deal. Gifts are, gifts are a main part of the day. And, and we, can, we need to, and we do, focus on Christ being the reason for the season. Um, and and, and I, think, I think my kids could probably both quote Luke 2 at the end of every Christmas season. Um, Maybe not the whole thing. It's really long. If you like the, the Christmassy part of it, uh, we, we focus on that, and then and then we always focus on other things too, right? Christmas is is you know maybe a, a particular dinner that you create, traditions that you have, family coming over. Some people really get into the Santa thing. Some people really get into the Elf on a Shelf thing. Yeah. Still kids in here, good. So uh, like some people really focus on those things and. And that's fine. That's, that's a wonderful thing, you know, whatever traditions you focus on. But I, I, it feels to me that, that gifts ends up being the, 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 main, the main centerpiece of the day, the, the thing that we plan around, the thing that takes up the most of our time, the thing that takes up the most of our planning, the thing that takes up the most of our money as we, as we plan our day. And... and However it sounds, I'm not setting up a sermon to preach against the commercialization of Christmas. That's not, that's not what I'm doing. 
I think, I think the over-commercialization of Christmas is, can be a problem, but I think it's also something that's on our radar. It, everybody knows when they're like, hey, I've, I've focused too much on this and I need to step back. That's something that's on people's radar. It's something that we're reminded about constantly. And, uh, and as a parent, I think it's, it's obvious when our, when our kid becomes too commercialized and we have to, hold on, step back, you know. We, we, it's a parenting tool. It's a, it's a self-help tool to work against, personally, work against the over-commercialization of Christmas. But, but gifts is a, a beautiful thing. Giving and getting gifts, it's, it's, it's great. It's something that... that uh, that demonstrates love. It's something that, that we can do in an act of love for those around us. And as Christians, as followers of Christ, we can practice gift giving as a demonstration of love, as a way of, of giving love to other people, as, as the Bible commands us to. Um, I, think, I think as we give gifts, we we should practice doing it in a, a right spirit, a, a, a loving spirit, not as, a, not as an obligation, but as something that we do in love. And then we also practice getting gifts, which is sometimes hard to do in humility, in, in graciousness, with, with, a, with a humble spirit. You know, getting and giving gifts sometimes is hard, but, but it's, it shows Christ's love, and, and I think it's beautiful that we can do that. I think... I think hopefully in the next 50 or 60 minutes as I speak, I'm just kidding. In the next couple, I'll, I'll keep it short, I promise. As we, as we look at this, hopefully from Scripture I can, I can come out with an idea, like a, a theology of gift giving a little bit. And hopefully we can, we can look at how, it, how we can give gifts through the love of Jesus, demonstrating the love of Jesus as we give gifts. Of course, we see the tradition of giving gifts starting with the wise men. Uh, if you want to open your Bible to Matthew 2, we're going to look briefly at it. We're not going to go through the whole thing, but Matthew 2, the wise men, the magi, the, 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 the learned men, the scholars from the east looked up in the west and saw a, a star. Everybody forgets that they looked to the west. You just use the word east and east. You ask anybody which direction is the star, and they say, the wise men looked in the east and saw the star. No, the wise men came from the east. Never mind, doesn't matter. The, the, <laughs> the wise men came, they traveled very far, they sought out advice, they talked to people, they talked to King Herod, they, they sought advice, they tried to find this person who was prophesied, who was promised. And, and <clears throat> they talked to scholars, they talked to Herod, and verse 9, it starts, actually halfway through 9, it says, And behold, the star that they had seen when it arose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is, this is the, the first gift-giving tied to Christmas. And, and, uh, and it's, they're good gifts. They're, they're, they're useful gifts. They're practical gifts. They're given out of love. They're given out of practical needs. The, 
Mary and Joseph were very clearly, well, not necessarily poor, but they were very clearly not financially well off. They wouldn't have been uh, traveling by themselves um, that late into a pregnancy without hiring somebody if, if, they, if they'd had quite a bit of funds. They were clearly not financially well off, and, and they had needs. And these people met the needs that they had with, with gold. They were a poor family or a poorish family, and the gold would have helped keep them alive. The, the frankincense um, could have been because they had just moved out of a stable, but, but more likely... It was a way of anointing, worshiping, bringing, bringing reverence to Jesus. Um, the myrrh has health applications. Um, it could have been important for a new mom who didn't necessarily have the cleanest facilities to take care of her baby. They're, they're, they, were, they were needed gifts, and these wise men gave these gifts to worship, to, to lift up the child as Messiah, um, because they knew that he was going to be king, and they wanted to, they wanted to lavish him. They wanted to, to show reverence to this little baby. And it was a gift of love. It was a gift of, of earnest giving. They gave what they could offer. I do want to take a moment and, and point out, the Bible doesn't necessarily say that there were three wise men. There could have been two or four or twelve. Um, but even if there were three, uh, they didn't necessarily give the three gifts separately like the first man gave like gold that was extremely expensive and the the second man gave a costly and rare product and frankincense and the third person pulled out a wad of myrrh oil which is like fairly inexpensive and and like it, it seems strange that the third person they probably as a group of people pooled together their resources and got what the family needed it wasn't that the third wise man was a cheapskate um, being, being learned men, being scholars, they very, very likely could have seen the baby in the condition that it was in and realized that, that you know, this ointment could have, they might have diagnosed a problem and given the myrrh as something to, to help with a, a, a sterility problem, any, any number of things. Don't assume the third, third uh, wise man was a cheapskate. They, they gave these gifts together. Um, and they gave these gifts in love, they clearly everything that they did took took care. You know, the 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 expense of both the gifts, the expense of the travel, the 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 effort they put into going this way, the the risk that they took um, to protect the family, to deny, to defy King Herod, show that they reverenced Jesus, show that they they gave. Out of a spirit of love. This is our example. This is, this is our first example of what it is to give gifts. They saw needs. They met these needs. They gave in a right spirit. And this is, this is how we celebrate Christmas. This is what we do today. This is, for better or worse, it's the main part of our Christmas. is giving and getting of gifts. As we give gifts to others, it's an act of love. It doesn't always feel like love, right? Sometimes, sometimes it feels like an obligation or a frustration. If we're looking at it from November, it might feel like a drudgery as we look at all of the gifts. But, but feeling, love as a feeling is, is complicated and hard to deal with and, and doesn't make sense. Um, but love as an action 
That's a biblical love, right? Love, love is a feeling is, is confusing, but love as an action is, is clear. You know, doing something for somebody, that's an act of love. That's, that's when it's, it's clear. And that's what gift giving is, is an act of love. When we look at the Bible, when we look at what the Bible says about love, it's almost always described in an action form. Jesus said, love your neighbor. They said, who's your neighbor? And he told a story about a man who was uh, beaten and left for dead. And, and, a, and a person who wasn't related to him or anything, what did he do? He, 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 he treated, he gave of his time, he gave of his effort, he gave uh, of his money to take this man to, to be protected. It was a gift that he gave that. It was an act that he did to, to save this uh, beaten man. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, it describes love in a bunch of different ways. It says love is patient, kind, bearing, believing, hoping, enduring all things. Very, very action-oriented words. But it's not boasting. It's not rudeness. It's not demanding your own way. It's not rejoicing in wrongdoing. These are all kind of tied to how we act, how we, how we respond to people. Love is an action. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. John said, greater love has no man than this. Did he lay down his life for a friend? Like this is the greatest sign of love is giving of your life. Again, an act, a gift. Um, James talks about providing for orphans, people who can't provide for themselves. Giving is truly demonstrating love to the person that you're giving to. That's what it is. It's, it's showing that you have love for the person you're giving to. And, and it's, not, it's, not always, it's not always a grand gesture of love. Sometimes it's just a, a, a cup with a peppermint stick in it, whatever. Like, it's not grand necessarily, but, but I think when we... When we give to our kids, when we give to our spouse, when we give to our family and, 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 and think about it and, and, and put effort into it, that's where the love is in gift giving. And it's, it's something that's beautiful. Gary Chapman wrote a book um, called Love Languages. Um, I highly recommend this book for any, any married person who would like to better understand their spouse, which hopefully is most people. Um, uh, in his book, he talks about how how people understand love differently, how, how people communicate their love differently. Uh, five love languages are quality time. I'm looking at it because I always get it wrong. Quality time, words of affirmation, giving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. These are the, the five different love languages. The premise of the book is that, that uh, different people appreciate love differently, uh, and, it's, when it's, and it's often demonstrated in these five categories and two, living, two people living together might be speaking two different love languages. One is a man is constantly doing things for his wife, um, but she understands love through words of affirmation. She's, currently telling, she's constantly telling him how great he is. He's constantly serving her, but he's wondering why she never serves him, and she's wondering why he never tells her how great she is. And they're just, they're just not, not speaking the same love language. This is this idea. This, this, this communicating love to the other person. Um, this, is where, this is where the act of giving a gift, the act of, of doing something for somebody else, 
broaden back from give, giving gifts specifically. <coughs> Excuse me. Broaden back from giving gifts specifically. The act of doing something for somebody else is, is appreciated when, when thought goes into it. When, when, when it's something that the person who's receiving the gift truly appreciates. We've all heard the phrase, it's the thought that counts. And unfortunately, that phrase is usually said by, by somebody who uh, purchased a gift for you online and didn't realize that it had a three-month shipping date, and he comes with nothing. He's like, hey, it's the thought that counts, right? And, and it's, it's usually the thoughtless person who says it's the thought that counts, um, unfortunately. But, but it, it's true that, that, that it's the thought behind the gift. It's the, it's the effort put into the gift that makes it loving. It's, it's, that's what makes it something that, that really has an impact on someone when you give it in a gift of love. You can, you can speak someone's love language with a gift. You can demonstrate love to them. It, it, you can demonstrate it more if it's, if it's something that they're appreciated. Obviously, there's, we, we know people that are different. We know people who... who uh, would fit in the categories of the book. You know, some people, some people would appreciate being taken to dinner and spending time with more than getting things. Some people would appreciate, you know, a back massage. Some people, some people would appreciate nothing so much as, you know, just give me a gift card. It's fine. You know, you, you're giving. Like, people are different. And, and when we, we know the people that we're giving to, we can love them in different ways. And and communicate that love, communicate that, that Christian responsibility that we have through the giving of a gift. And this is, this is what the wise men did. This is, this is how they gave gifts. They, they met obvious monetary needs. They, they also, I think they brought, they brought a level of majesty and adoration to, to a very humble situation you know, Jesus born in a stable, moved to a house, poor parents, they're out of their own environment. And, and, and sure, the, the night of the birth was strangely magnificent with the angels and everything, but then they're moving on and, and they're in this house and, and then kings come and worship this child. They brought, they brought majesty to this family, a family that needed a lift. They brought care, they brought aid to a mom who probably felt really overwhelmed. They demonstrated a wonderful love that was needed by that family. Of course, we don't, we don't always get gifts right. Like, uh, we, we just got through the Christmas season, I'm sure probably many of you uh, maybe hit on some gifts and, and whiffed on others. I'm not going to say, never mind, I'm not going to tell that story, but... but <laughs> But we, 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 we fail sometimes. We try to get a gift for somebody we, we, we miss. And, and we try to demonstrate love and, and we demonstrate ignorance instead. But, but that's, when, that's when it's the thought that counts a little bit. There's a story, um, a short story, most people probably know, by O. Henry. It's the, the gift of the Magi. There's two, two there's a couple very, very poor couple. I think they're living um, in New England uh, maybe a couple hundred years ago. O. Henry writes a story of a woman is counting her money. 
dollar and 87 cents is all she has and she wants desperately to give her hard-working husband a gift a, a, a grand gift for christmas and she has a dollar and 87 cents and the only thing that this family values this husband and wife values is her long and and shiny beautiful hair and his grandfather's pocket watch that's all they have of value in their home in their in their whole world and she decides to cut her hair and sell it to a wig making company in order that she can buy a golden chain for his pocket watch like this is this is just a beautiful story of love right it's so beautiful and then and then she comes home and wraps a gift and is waiting for him and he comes through the door and and is completely dumbstruck by the fact that his wife is standing in front of him without any hair and and he's 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 taking it worse than she was hoping he would, and he's just standing there frustrated, and, and she's like, it grows fast, it'll be fine. And he throws his Christmas gift onto the table. Excuse me, he throws his Christmas gift onto the table and says, open that and you'll understand why I'm a little frustrated. He says, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to love you any less because your hair is short. And she opens this package and, and lets out a scream of joy, followed by a wail of despair, and and realizes that she has these beautiful jewel combs for her hair that she no longer has. And come to find out, he sold the pocket watch for, for the money to buy the combs. And now they have a chain for a pocket watch they don't have and combs for a hair that they don't have. Oh, Henry describes this couple as being foolish for their actions but most wise in their generosity. They're, they're, they're foolish. It was so stupid. They could have just talked to each other and they wouldn't have had this ridiculous mix-up. But, but how beautiful to give. How beautiful to show love. How beautiful to, to be so generous that they sacrifice what they appreciate most for the other person. And that's... That's what it means to give. That's what it means to love. Christ's command for us to love is, is something that's, that's center to our Christianity. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we when we wrap presents and put them under the tree, when we do things for other people, even if we're buying somebody a, a, a $15 Starbucks gift card, whatever it is, when we do things for other people, we have the opportunity to share the love of Christ, to, 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 to give something that God has commanded us to do. And, and how beautiful that is. Fallible human beings, sometimes we get things wrong. We might disappoint someone. We might, we might even try to help somebody in need and, and, and do it wrong. Maybe, maybe offend somebody. Maybe, maybe hurt somebody. But, but we should never stop loving people. Even, even, if, we, even if, we, we, if we fail sometimes, we should never stop loving people. We should never stop demonstrating that love through gift-giving, through doing acts of service, through, through caring, through supporting. That's what Christmas 
Christmas has so much opportunity to show the love of Christ to those around us. Christmas has so much opportunity to, to reach out a hand and lift someone who is struggling or, or, or a family who, who might not have much or, or is, just needs an encouragement. We follow the wise men's example, but of course the, the wise men... The wise men giving the first gifts of Christmas weren't, weren't the most important gift of Christmas. The most important gift of Christmas was Jesus himself. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, he sent, he gave, he, he packaged up and delivered his son for me, for us, to the world to the earth, send him here to, to, to live and to die for me, for you, because he loves us that much, because he wanted so much to show his love for us. God loved me that much that, that he sacrificed his son for me. And man, that's the love that we need to show. And man, it, it seems silly when we're wrapping up a little gift and giving it to somebody, but it's a small demonstration of God's love for us that we can pass on to other people. We have a responsibility to love our neighbor, and that can be accomplished through a gift to your wife, to your kids, to your coworker, family, friends, your, your physical neighbor next door. We have the opportunity to do that in love. Romans 5.8 says, But God commended his love, God showed his love towards us, while we were still sinners, he died for us. Giving gifts is not about this, this tradition where we give, we get, we get our, 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 our just recompense. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't give tit for tat. We don't give, give to get. We give to show love. And, and let's, let's work to do that in a spirit of humility, but a spirit of love as we go through the Christmas season. God loved us when we were rejecting him. He still showed us love. Let us obey his command, love our neighbor. Gift giving is one opportunity to do that, but let's continue to love no matter what. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you as the, the perfect giver of gifts, the, the perfect gift that means more than anything that we could ever do. The gift of salvation through your Son, the gift of eternal life, through his suffering, the gift of a heavenly family through the sacrifice of a son. We praise you as the great gift giver. Lord, let us love like you love and live for you today. We ask these things, Lord, in your precious name. Amen.